0: A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady. Live, only on Netflix. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? All right, welcome everybody back to another edition of and Podcast. I am here with my buddy RC from How to Do That Podcast, that dot co. Hey, how's it going, rattlesnake? Snake? Yeah, yeah. Um, my normal co-host is—I don't know—busy doing things. I think he's hiking or camping. What the hell? Come I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is we've been off for like a week, maybe two weeks. I got sick. Um, I'm saying this now while you're, like, right in front of my yeah, face. Yeah, dude, you were really sick. You, you missed multiple days of work in two consecutive weeks. Yeah, I think I'm all together. I missed, like, four days of work. Yeah, I've been sick. Like, not good sick. Really bad sick. Um, anyway, I'm back. We decided to do this episode recording live from a bar so we can drink. That's what he does on his podcast. He invited me on his podcast for an episode. I really liked the idea. So here we are drinking... What, what bar are we at? We're at BB Rovers off Jollyville Road in North Austin, Texas. Okay, that's where we are. So if it's loud, hard to hear us, that's why. But we don't care because we're enjoying ourselves. That's that's what gives this our show how to do that. It's charm. is you know that we're out there amongst the people. It's real. It's, it's happening. This is real. Know? This is raw. You know what? In fact, I'm not even going to edit this one. Wow. This is the first episode I'm going to say right now. I'm not editing. We're putting up whatever we record live. I notice a lot of podcasts say that. And I always just assumed it was because they're too lazy to take the time to edit, because editing's the worst part of podcasting. Yeah. And I am totally on board with that. I'm also too lazy. So whatever we say is going up, no editing. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta watch it now. <coughs> I, I might say something I, I regret. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is raw, uncut stuff. Um. So, as everyone knows, college sports right now is non-existent. Dead man. Yeah. There's no college sports on so i even asked jay you know what what should i talk about and he had nothing he said i don't there's nothing i mean we could talk about college baseball but i feel like rc over here doesn't keep up with college baseball very much even though baseball's my favorite sport it's college baseball i've said this time and time again it's the most underrated sport in the world and i can't blame anyone for not keeping up with it it is a tough sport to keep up with Yeah, for six, maybe seven straight years, I've been telling myself, I'm going to get to a Texas Longhorns baseball game this year. I never have. I've been to three this season, so I'm disappointed. yeah. yeah. I am disappointed. Um, Regardless, we're going to kind of just skip over college sports for this episode. I had written two new posts on the blog that I was really, really into, and I've been talking to RC over here when we're at work about it. And so we decided, let's just bring it to the podcast. Let's have a discussion about this. Let's record what we have to say and that is the most slash least bandwagon sports cities but in general we're just gonna talk about bandwagon sports fans teams aka the worst the worst people, people. yeah the worst, the worst people. people so RC over here is from Minnesota well actually he's from South Dakota that's right yeah. it's like one of the few people I've ever met where I have a connection with somebody I also have lived in South Dakota he's from South Dakota so obviously he's a minnesota fan so he knows what it's like to cheer for a non-bandwagon team uh yeah I, I don't know too many uh bandwagon twins fans here in texas yeah i lived in south dakota for seven years and i never became a fan of any minnesota team well it's pretty easy to not become a fan of a team when they lose so frequently yeah but. absolutely absolutely and in fact on the blog for the least bandwagon sports cities, I had Minneapolis at number one least. Uh, I mean, I should be crushed. That that sounds like a bad thing to me, but it just makes me all the, the more uh, validated as a Minnesota sports fan. And I think you should be. I think anybody that lives in a city that's the least bandwagon city is actually a good thing, because that means you're a real fan. Right. I, I agree with that. So, I'll just go through my top five for least... Uh, Bandwagon cities. I should make you go to the podcast, uh, the blog, and actually read this, but because I know all my fans are probably illiterate, I'll go through it for you. So number five, let's see if I can off the top of my head. Number five was Cleveland, and we'll, we'll talk about these after I. Okay. I'm done listening. I'll, I'll let you listen. Okay. Okay. Go for so it. number five is Cleveland. Number four was Houston. Number three was DC. DC. It was DC. Number two was Detroit, and number one was Minneapolis. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's dive into it. What do you think of that list? I actually love the list. I think it's pretty good. Uh, the whole LeBron factor skews Cleveland a bit. Absolutely. I mean, uh, the the number of Cavs fans across the country has like probably increased by like literally a hundred thousand percent. Maybe tripled. Year. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it could have tripled. Because remember before LeBron, there was not a Cavs fan. I don't think oh, i no. met one. No, no. Before LeBron, the average NBA fan couldn't have named anybody who had ever played for the Cavaliers. Except for... Mark Price. I was going to say, except for maybe like LeBron when he first went there oh, before yeah. Miami. Before, yeah. <laughs> Brad, yeah. Brad Duarte and Mark Price. That's my Cavs history okay. pre-LeBron. I'm impressed. Um, I'm impressed. The list is good. The list is solid. I, I definitely love Minnesota and Detroit and Washington, top three. Personally, I... Tampa Bay kind of enters that uh, discussion for Absolutely. me a little bit. And I know we talked about that at work and I, I agree with you. Um, what made me decide not to include Tampa Bay? It was essentially, I was I was thinking DC or Tampa Bay or Kansas City and I text the co-host Jay and asked his opinion out of those three and he agreed DC would probably have fit the best. So that's why I went with DC. But those cities also, I think, could work. Kansas City... Not as much because of the Chiefs. But and right along with Kansas City, one that just came to my head, Cincinnati. Okay, Cincinnati I was thinking about, but I feel like people in northern Kentucky cheer for Cincinnati because yeah. they don't have a team. And I was like, well, that's outside the state. I'm I'm counting that as across state lines. And you know, there's so many people down here in Texas that love the Bengals because of their those cool orange and black tiger helmets. I yep. mean, I no, actually I'm no. I actually do have a friend though that's a Bengals fan. Really? Wow. He, But, to be fair, he was born in Cincinnati. Well, that's that's not bandwagon, then. Right, exactly. I can't call him a bandwagon fan. No. But he is a fan, and he did grow up here in Austin. Okay. But born in Cincinnati. But I I won't give him the title of bandwagon. That's not fair to him. Uh, He listens to the show, so I hope he's listening. Um, Anyway, I thought about them. They were on my list. And I know I'll be considered biased for putting Houston on that list. And you know what? I probably am a little biased for putting Houston on the list because I'm a Houston fan. But as a Houston fan that lives in Texas, I understand prior to our World Series 1, prior to the Rockets this season, no one liked Houston in Texas. No one has ever liked Houston in Texas. The Oilers left and went to Tennessee, so everyone has always been a Cowboys fan. For basketball, the Rockets, who have, have a lot of great players, a lot of great seasons, there's more Spurs fans in Texas. And then Astros, they used to be called the Lastros. I mean, there was like three consecutive years where they, they couldn't fill up a quarter of the ballpark. Yeah, so, the, that's, that's the, the beautiful thing about the Astros. Tanking, <coughs> tanking is trending now because the Astros have shown you suck for long enough, accumulate the traffic, you'll be awesome. Exactly. And then the bandwagoners will come. Exactly. So, with Houston... There has obviously been an increase with the Rockets and obviously with the Astros. But I think with the Astros, the people that have jumped on the so-called Astros bandwagon were just people from parts of Texas that were kind of in between the Rangers and the Astros and not a hardcore fan for either. And they just decided, hey, I'm from Texas. I can wear an Astros hat now. And yeah, that's a bandwagon fan. But it's not quite as bad as, say, a Cowboys fan (laughs) who has grown up in, like, California or something, you know. So it's not. I still, I still consider Houston uh, a non-bandwagon city. In fact, there is, uh, you know, those maps that Forbes will do of like the NFL fans and where where an NFL fan is. Yeah, I think they even break it down by county, right? Yeah. Like you can see the top three most liked and most hated teams by county in the country. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know. Yes. So what I did is it wasn't exact, but just eyeball method here. I looked at the map. And, you know, other than maybe Buffalo and Cincinnati, Houston looked like they had the least amount of <laughs> land mass for sports fans. I believe Texans it. Texans fans. Because you got anybody who doesn't live in Houston in the state of Texas clearly is a Cowboys right. fan. Right. And then you got the Saints right on the border. Exactly. So there's exactly. just Houston metro period, right? Yeah, it, that's what, and that's what I said in the blog. If you are not... You know, at least an hour drive from one of the stadiums, you're probably not a fan of that team. Is that Houston. why they named themselves the Texans? Because they knew that they'd be boxed into that corner and they I had to try to appeal to, God, to everybody. I swear to God, I think that's why. Yeah. They were like, we need to try to get some of these fans just from the state of Texas. And I, I, I'll go to my grave thinking that that's why they did it. Because that is not a cool of the name. They should have just bought the name Oilers back. Right? right? I mean, honestly. And I'm a Texans fan. And it's just sad. But. Yeah, some of the other ones um, I, I mean, I like the list You recommended DC Kind of last second And I was like, wow That's a really good point um, DC, really sad city I mean, they, they have old sports teams Come and go, right? I mean, uh, as, a, as a Twins fan You should know your team twin. came from uh, yeah. D.C. That's right. The senators became the twins. Yeah. The Texas Rangers came from D.C. Yeah. And the funny thing is, the senators had been there for forever, and then in 1960, the twins became, you know, were the new senators. So mm-hmm. they gave Washington a team back the very next season, and then one year later, they moved to Texas. Yep. Like they only could support that senator's exactly. team for like one year. And then they had to take uh, the expos. Yeah. And I still think of them as the expos. Like, I still can't even think of, like, the national like it's just nothing to me so it's a really sad sports city that they have really 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 old teams there but they can't seem to ever keep anything i mean uh the wizards right everyone remembers them as the bullets yeah and you know why they changed their name because of somebody getting shot i think yeah it was it was (laughs) dc has had the highest homicide rate in the 90s uh or something along those lines and in what was it 95 Three ninety-six. I think it was, yeah, probably close to 96. 96, 20. right. Yeah, okay. And they changed the name just because of homicide rates in DC. Right, yeah. And why wouldn't you? I mean, right. that's a horrible thing to call out. Ad- <laughs> absolutely. But that just goes to show, like, they can't even keep, like, a franchise name. They can't keep a franchise. It's, just, it's hard... As a person that you know that represents Houston, that has to go from Oilers to Texans, I can personally tell you it is hard to keep a fan base if you're changing names and changing franchises. And who knows what will eventually happen with the Washington Football Team, as it's known. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's that just adds on the Redskins. I mean, uh, one of the I, I think they're one of the original like six NFL teams still in existence from the original location. Sounds right. And. Yeah. You know, obviously the name is an issue, so it's hard to get new fans. And if you uh, if you're not from yeah. the area, yeah. yeah. If if you haven't seen Kimmy Schmidt yet, oh yeah, they that, go all that into that that whole Snyder thing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm rewatching that right now. It's the, so funny. The funniest part is that she's white too. Yeah, but she's Indian. Yeah. Anyway, she, the, the and group. she pretends to be from I mean, her character's from South Dakota on the show. Yeah. Oh, that's time. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so anyway, DC, great one. Um, Detroit. That's just sad. Nobody can. Nobody likes Detroit. Only no. I think I closed out my section of Detroit with saying only Detroit. Detroit can love Detroit. You know what I mean? Like that. It just comes down to that. Sure. Like, it's the same with the city It's The same with their sports teams. Detroit loves their teams, and good for them for it. But nobody else does. Right. Yeah, I, I could never get behind cheering for a Detroit team Have under you any circumstances. Ever met a Detroit fan outside that ha- isn't from there? Uh, I did know a Lions fan once Lions were the one team It's weird Yeah, Lions uh, I don't know what that's about And it was only because Of Barry Sanders Being like On the cover of Some game in the 90s Yeah So uh, my fiance Her All her family's from Detroit So I went up there Actually a really cool city I just want to throw that out there right now. It is. I, I <laughs> it's a vacation there once. <laughs> it, okay. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far, but well, no, my Christmas break. That's where. Okay, technically that was a vacation. I spent Christmas there, and um, you know, it it's not as cold as Minnesota, right? So it's not it's not the coldest place, but it's on the lake. Yeah, it's got some cold winds blowing in. Absolutely, but it's not as windy as Chicago either. No. It does have a higher murder rate than all those places. I will give them that. But as long as you're in the right areas, it was a fairly cool city. And her family, they love their teams there, and I really respected that. I mean, they had a whole one of their guest bedrooms in their house was just all tigers, everything tigers, nice. And I really respected that. Uh, and then not to mention how they were just die-hard Red Wings fans. Yeah. Well, that that's a team you can get behind, right? Right. I mean, their their nickname is Hockey Town. Yeah. It's great. So I love the passion that Detroit has, and I think Detroit loves that nobody else loves Detroit. Agreed, agreed. Can I give you a quick side note on Detroit? Yeah. I, I went uh, to spring break 2005. Uh, five buddies and I drove from South Dakota to Detroit for spring break because we knew somebody who lived there. Oh. Okay. But uh, we were just amazed. Like we drove <laughs> through downtown, and it was a ghost town. That we didn't see any other cars on the street during like the middle of the day on a Saturday. We're like, how in the world? did they build this beautiful Comerica Park and uh, Ford, or what's the football stadium, uh, Ford Field or Oh, yeah. I can't. Oh, man. <laughs> Bad radio. How did they How did they? No editing. build those, and then yet the city is, like, full of potholes and stuff? Right. Wait, so what year was this? Oh, five. Okay. So I went in, ooh, 16, maybe even 17. So I just recently went. Yeah, okay. Like, last Christmas or two Christmases ago. Um, The downtown was not that bad. I'll say I feel more in danger of my life in downtown Houston than I did in downtown Detroit. Okay. There was, like, no crackheads, no homeless people. There was a lot of people just walking around. We went ice skating in downtown around a big Christmas tree. Huh. Like they do in New York City. They got this area called Greektown. They had, like, the Mark Wahlberg family restaurant there, the Wahlbergs stuff there. They had, uh, like, there's a... Detroit-style pizza, which is a thing. Oh, yeah. They have it um, here in Austin via 313. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had a great time in downtown Detroit. Huh. Things must clearly have changed in the last decade. Yeah. Because we, seriously, I'm not even kidding, we, we spent three days in downtown Detroit, and we looked for a different restaurant every day, but the only thing that was open the entire time was Ruckers. <laughs> we went to Ruckers Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> that was back when they guaranteed their best burgers in town, though. Or your money oh, back. Do you remember yeah. that? Ruckers used to do that. So, sure, yeah. Good move on your part. But did you stay in a casino while you were there? Uh, we, we drove across the border to Windsor to go to okay. casinos. Yep. Yeah, yeah. nice. Okay. So anyway, I'm a, like a, I guess the point is I'm a fan of all these cities. I mean, my dad lived in Cleveland. I used to visit him in Cleveland. I went to Game 2 of the World Series and wore an Indians hat nice. when they were playing the Cubs. I'm not like a, in, I'm not like a C- Cleveland fan of any imp- team in particular. But I've been to their minor league hockey uh, when they played in the minor league championship, like oh, the two monsters? years ago. Yeah. yeah, They used to be called the Lake Erie Monsters. Now they're the Cleveland Monsters. Oh, I mean, I've been to a lot of these cities. Take another uh, Live Oak. Oh yeah, I what did the, I have? You uh, Live Oak uh, liberation. liberation. Yeah. What did I have? The pale ale. Yeah, I don't know. The Chute's yeah. pale ale. Yeah, that one's it. All right, like I said, no editing. Yeah. We're ordering beers. I'm putting this whole thing up. It's happening. Um, <laughs> anyway, I love all these cities. I love all these least bandwagon cities. Uh, I'm a fan of, honestly, all of them. Minneapolis, as I, as I mentioned before, I lived in Sioux Falls, South Dakota for seven years. I went to a lot of games in Minneapolis. That was back in the Metrodome, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the worst experiences I've ever had for any pro team <laughs> was the Metrodome. And the fans still loved it. I mean, their No, team. no, we didn't. No, not the Metrodome, but they still loved the team Oh, teams, teams. Sure, sure, Like, if you go to another city, like, especially in, you know, San Diego or Miami or something, they just wouldn't go to the games if yeah. they had something like the Metrodome. Right. But Minnesota, there's just such good fans that they'll go to these, like, terrible places and just wait until they get something better. That's right. I, I lived in downtown Minneapolis from 2002 to 2011. Okay. And uh, I would get home from work on a... On a Regular like Tuesday night Thank and you. I'd ride my bike down to uh, the Metrodome, park oh. it at the bike rack, go to a game for 4 bucks, and come home. Nice. Like, I loved it. I loved that You could always get in for like $4 any given night. I will say that's how uh, Minute Maid Park used to be when they were the Lastros. They did BYOB for a very short period of time. I had just turned 21 yeah. and I would just skip class and you know go by myself uh, to a game and sit right behind the dugout essentially. Amazing. BYOB Yeah, At a Major League Baseball? Yeah, for like $7 and then you paid an extra couple dollars to bring in a cooler. Wow. Yeah. I cannot believe that's a real thing. It was. Huh. It was amazing. <laughs> and I had, like I said, I just turned 21. I mean, it was great. That's really when I became just a diehard Astros fan. That's what converted me. Because I was like, this is my team, clearly. Other sports teams out there listening, BYOB clearly works to uh, draw in the fans. Well NASCAR does it and I'm a huge NASCAR fan. Yeah. So I think I think it you need to look into it. I've never once seen any riots or fights at a NASCAR race. And it's BYOB. Yeah. Maybe maybe people moderate themselves better when they're not paying for it. I don't know. Man, that's a good it point. Is, it doesn't seem like that would be the case, but we need to do a study maybe, a case study, where we just go and get really drunk at games. Okay. For the sake of gating. Yeah, uh, I think we should and, just start humanity, going to games really, and getting yeah. really, really drunk and just seeing at what level do we start trying to riot. So I, have you ever been, uh, side note here, If I don't want to get you too far off topic, but what's the drunkest you've been at a sporting event? Well, I'd have to say any... U of H football game at any given time when I was in college. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Our fraternity, I mean, you know, the, the pre-games and the tailgates, I mean, I. I yeah, I don't want to go too in-depth into this, but I don't <laughs> remember a lot of the games. Oh, okay. That, uh, great seasons we had at University of Houston uh, while I was there, you know, we had... Uh, Greg Ward Jr. and Tom Herman and uh, some great games I wish I remembered a little bit better. Uh, there's v- video footage of me juking out a security guard uh, <laughs> when I rushed the field and getting my okay. shirt ripped open. Um, you know, don't have much memory of it, but that happened. You know, stuff like that. So any- right, right. Anytime in college. Okay, That would be my answer. Yeah, I was going to say we... A uh, buddy of mine uh, used to be able to sneak in alcohol like nobody's business at the Metronome. Nice. And I'm not sure how closely they were really checking or they really cared, but he once successfully got a 175 of uh, Windsor mm. into the Metronome in his pants. He just stuffed it in his pants and his waistband. <laughs> that doesn't seem it just... that creative. No. <laughs> that just seems like he put it down his pants a It in works. He past. got okay. through. I was going to say, because hey, we always have the one friend that knows how to sneak in alcohol. Yeah. Pretty much ever since, like, high school, there's been that guy that you know... That can manage to sneak in anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like your friend wasn't very creative. It's all about confidence, though. It's about selling It's it. all about confidence. You're absolutely yeah. right. And he sold it, you know. We got in there. and then you, So we're in the Metrodome now, sitting in a regular row of seats with other people with a giant bottle of whiskey. Nice. <laughs> it's like, well, now we also have to be very discreet about how we consume this. <laughs> and you just got to be aware of your surroundings. Like, are the people around you cool? You know? Yeah. That's a big deal. Is it like an old couple is it a couple with young kids so I think that's part of it as well Um, I will say one of the good things about University of Houston which a lot more schools are doing now but uh, they sold alcohol in the stadium yeah and I I mean it took me like seven years to graduate so I was well over 21 (laughs) most of the time I was in college so yeah we would obviously sneak in the liquor but you can also buy the beers in between time so it was widely accepted to just get drunk at these games, yeah. which is great. Uh, I used to go to games at you know Ole Miss, for instance, where they don't sell alcohol. A lot of these you know southern schools don't sell alcohol at stadiums, and they get creative when they're trying to sneak stuff in. Sure, right. <clears throat> so anyway, Minnesota, you are talking <laughs> about Minneapolis being the the most uh, or the least bandwagon market? Yeah, I agree with that completely. However, you know, here in Austin, we have a Vikings fan club bar that I go to for the games. Yeah. And it's like, where do all these fans come from? Well, I've asked around everybody. Like, for the NFC Championship game, they packed in 250 people. Wow. With Vikings gear in Central Texas. It's like... There, every single person in there I talked to was like, "Oh yeah, I grew up in Minneapolis," or "My dad was born in Duluth." Was so like everybody say, had a connection. Everyone had to have been from like not a single person. Yeah, as it wasn't like not from there. It wasn't. There was nobody in there who was like, "Oh, you know, I'm just a big fan of uh, uh, Case Keenum." You know, Case Keenum. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not a thing. There wasn't other any, than other than me, there's no diehard Case Keenum. I fan. love the p- color purple. There was no, <laughs> no, nobody. In- Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike, and we're Team, team Ready. ready. like that It was Right Everybody had a direct connection And I feel like If I went up to Minneapolis First of all There wouldn't be A Texans bar I just don't think That would be a thing I don't think so No No And then If I did happen to find a bar Where a lot of Texans fans were They would all be from Houston Yeah Guaranteed Anyway That's essentially How the list goes That's that's what it takes To be a non-bandwagon city Is If you encounter a fan From somewhere else uh, Are they from there? Right. When the Panthers were playing in the Super Bowl, obviously I have a lot of connection in North Carolina. So growing up, I was always a Panthers fan. Um, you know, I faded away a little bit and became more of a Texans fan. But I still, I still like the Panthers. And so when they were playing in the Super Bowl with Cam Newton, you know, I pulled out my old jersey and stuff. And I was living in Houston. And I ran into so many Panthers fans. Huh. And I stopped and made sure to ask every single one <laughs> if they were from North Carolina. Not a single one. It was from North Carolina. Really? Anyway, why, why were they Panthers fans? Cam saying? Newton. Huh. Oh. Cam Newton. It was that simple. Dumb. Yep. So that, that right there is like, that's a bandwagon fan base. I'm not saying the Panthers have a bandwagon fan base, but when you have a person like Cam Newton, it transitions into a bandwagon fan base. Right. Okay. I also did the list of uh, most bandwagon cities, and I think that one went number five, Dallas, number four... Chicago number three Pittsburgh number two LA and number one Boston yeah and New York didn't crack that list it didn't it didn't Um, the Yankees obviously are you know they're one of the most bandwagon teams of all time but but that's it name me another bandwagon New York team Oh, uh, let's see. Jets, Giants, Mets. What? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just am Oh, I was like, none of those them. are bandwagon. No, no, I'm just reciting them in my head. Knicks, Nets, Islanders, Rangers. No, okay, you're right. Yankees are the only one. Exactly. And that yep. was my point. For the largest city in the United States of America to only have one bandwagon team is actually, like, not a lot. I yeah. mean, when you think of New York, it's almost like a non-bandwagon city. Kind of, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a fan of anybody other than the Yankees in New wow. York, like, good for you. That's the way I look. Yeah, right? I, I would, if you're a Mets fan who lives in New York, I I, I have so much respect that, yeah. for that. that exactly. <laughs> the celebrities who have chosen the Mets over the Yankees, like Jerry Seinfeld or who have you, good, okay. good for you. Yeah, Is he a Mets fan? I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, I know because in, in the, the show, it was a lot of Yankees stuff, but that was just because of George, I think. Yeah. Because George worked for the Yankees. Right. Obviously. Right, yeah. Anyway... Uh, Dallas was number five just because of the Cowboys. Just because the Cowboys because brought a appeal, And really, the other three teams, not at all. Just right, exactly. Well, Rangers, um, prior to the Astros winning the World Series, I'd say a majority of Texans uh, preferred the Rangers over the Astros just yeah. because historically they've been better. But, you know, it's swaying a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually know a Rangers fan from uh, back home and in South Dakota. See, I grew up a Rangers fan I think the because fact, he loves Nolan I think the Yeah, and I think the fact that they're the Texas Rangers has a lot yeah. to do with it. Just like the Cowboys are America's team, so everyone across America has the excuse to be a fan because it's supposed to be America's team. It's good marketing. It's great marketing. It's yeah. great marketing. And if you read the blog, I, I go, I dive into that a lot of the history and why they did that. Um, what did I say? Number four was?
1: Chicago. Uh, Chicago, yeah. Chicago.
0: So Chicago, they you know the Cubs won the World Series. Oh, th- the Cubs! My God. Yeah, the number of Cubs fans that just popped up. Exactly. I didn't even know were Cubs fans. Yeah, because their grandparents are from Chicago or yeah. some bullshit. Um, also, the Blackhawks are the most bandwagon NHL team, in my opinion, ever. I mean, I, yeah. I meet Blackhawk fans in Texas for no reason other than just cheering for the NHL. Now is cool. Because it's hockey. Yeah. And the Blackhawks just seem to be a popular team to pick. That's true. Hey, Let me tell you something about the Cubs real quick. My son, my three-year-old son was gifted a Cubs t-shirt okay. by his uh, great-aunt and uncle who live in Chicago and are diehard Cubs fans their whole lives. You know. Gross. And uh, I won't put that shirt on him because Good. I don't want to be accused of being a bandwagon. Good. <laughs> and... Don't do it. Like, no, Johnny. No, buddy. You're going to wear that Brian Dozier jersey until yeah. I you mean, grow out of it. Then I'll get you another one. One of my good friends who uh, I also lived with, he's born and raised in Chicago. Well, actually, uh, Evanston, where Northwestern is. Anyway, right outside Chicago. And he's, you know, obviously a Cubs fan. Uh, he's a huge Cubs fan his whole life, kind of like you are with the Twins. He knows everything about the Cubs. Sure. And obviously that's fine. But I was like, <laughs> why, why not just be a White Sox fan? Like, why not just be a little bit different? Right, right i mean obviously i know that they play in like the worst part of chicago but i don't know i i just think if i was from there i i would like the white Sox. good for the white Sox fans yeah the white Sox have to be in a kind of a houston situation too like if you looked at a map of popularity yeah, like it absolutely. would be like half of the city of chicago absolutely everybody else likes the Cubs. yeah so i mean chicago's on there for those reasons you know the Bulls; they had Michael Jordan, so you always see, oh, see a Bulls jersey around every once in a while. Right, right. Um, you know, even even when they had Derrick Rose, you'll see those jerseys still uh, cycling around. Um, the the Dub airs the SNL skit, and my dad's a Bears fan, and he grew up in South. See Dakota. what? What is he? he uh, his reason for choosing the Bears <laughs> was somewhat noble, I guess. He. Not because of the SNL skit. Somebody, some, you know, this was long prior. This is like early '70s. He became a Bears fan because uh, a buddy of his in school was a diehard Vikings fan. And that kid annoyed my dad a lot, and so just out of spite, you know, oh just to be God. different, he chose wow. the Vikings' rival, the Bears. Your dad sounds like a very bitter person. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. To this day, like he, he was, he's not a big football fan. I doubt he could name more than like three Bears players, but he'll cheer for, to this day. That's because, dedication. Because of that kid, because he got annoyed. It's a ten-year-old. Yeah. That's dedication. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, number three, I had Pittsburgh. Oh, right. It's the Steelers. The Steelers. Yeah. That's it. Well, and uh, the Penguins. A little bit. A little bit of men. Penguins, but the Steelers. Yeah, Pittsburgh, Pittsburghians, Pittsburghers? Pits, Pittsburghers. Pittsburghers are everywhere. Let's just everywhere. call them Pittsburghers. <laughs> I don't know, but that sounds funny. Everywhere I've lived, and I've lived in three different states in the last 10 years, last 12 years, Steelers fans are just everywhere. You'll find a Steelers yeah. bar in any city. Oh, yeah. In any city across America, there is a Steelers bar. I happened to accidentally go into one to watch uh, one of the Astros, I think, game three? And we had no idea it was a Steelers bar. It didn't affect the game, obviously, <laughs> but it was just weird to sit in a bar surrounded by Steelers things. Right. Watch it. Right. So, any city you go to, you'll find a Steelers bar. Uh, I, I did some research. I think I figured out why in the 70s they had four Super Bowl wins. So, I think a lot of people's dads became Steelers fans because they were good, kind of like the Patriots of the 70s. Sure. And then they won in 05 and 08. So like the younger generation then got solidified. So I think that's why there's a Pittsburgh. But that is the smallest city on the list. So it's the most disproportional for how small a city is and right. how many fans they have nationwide. And all of, I, I guess the thing, I, one of my Steelers friends, uh, Steeler friend, Steeler fan friends, sorry. His reasoning was talking about like how the steel mills closed and they dispersed across the country. And uh, but, that's why you see them all over. But my argument for that is okay. What about Detroit and Cleveland? Yeah, you know, there, there, there's other shitty cities like that that they closed up shop, especially Detroit. Right. That should be more than anything. It should, should be. We should see Detroit fans all over. America. I guess the teams there have been bad for so yeah. long that you just. Don't, I'm sure if the Steelers had sucked as bad as like the Lions over the last 30 years, Steelers fans would probably be tough to come by. Because too. also to that point, have you ever met somebody from? Who Even if their family is from Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah, yeah, a couple. Yeah. Okay, I've never met a person from Pittsburgh, and I've been there. Yeah, one of my best friends here in Austin, his uh, parents are actually good friends with the Rooney family. Okay. So they flew on the... When the Vikings and Steelers played in London, they were on the same plane with the Rooney family to the uh, game. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Game, so yeah. I, I guess I'd have a... If he is a fan, then that makes sense. And he's... he's uh, uh, I'll give him that. He's not much of a sports fan. The thing is, Ugh. like, he... He doesn't know much about sports. He couldn't name a single, I don't think, a single professional athlete. But it's like his teams keep winning and winning. It's Ugh. like, hey, look it. The Penguins just won the Stanley oh, Cup Oh, man. Like, and he just, like, dude. gets on Facebook and just know. talks about how great his teams are, even though yeah. he doesn't keep up with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know the type. <laughs> um, yeah. I will say, though, PNC Park is the best ballpark I've ever been to. I know you have been to a lot of ballparks. I haven't been there but, you are missing uh, out. That, one is, yeah. that yep. one is great. That uh, one is great. So I do own a Pirates shirt. I will say I'm not a fan, but I had to get something while I was at PNC. Sure. So sure. that's that's it. But I'm not a fan of anything Pittsburgh. But PNC was amazing. Cool, cool. Okay. Yeah, I, I can respect that. If you're if you're from Austin and you're walking around town like, hey, Pittsburgh Pirates, man. Yeah. That I can get behind. You know. And, but, and <laughs> you you know, you know you ask them. You know, if somebody asked me why you wearing a pirate shirt I'd be like I just went to a game at PNC and I just wanted something to remember it sure it's a little bit different than saying I'm, I'm a fan even though I've only been there once right okay uh, what, what did I have at number two LA LA I mean that that's, that's just the quintessential yeah. yeah that's just uh, ask anybody that's wearing a Dodgers hat or a Lakers jersey to name a single you know I on the blog I, I think I said more than one but you know what? no scratch that a single player on either of those teams Kobe Bryant's not on the team anymore, people. Name a single Laker? Yeah. Uh, well, you don't have to. You're not wearing a jersey. But I'm saying I'm struggling too. <laughs> if you see... Right, exactly. Kobe's not on that team. Right. So good luck. Um, and I guarantee all the girls that wear those LA Dodgers hats, they don't know a single person no, on that team. Not a chance. It's a great team. They play in the World Series. You should probably know some players. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but they don't. And it's just... It's such a bandwagon thing. It is it is. Yeah. The, the, I wonder what will happen with their football teams though. I the, Do you think the Rams or Chargers are going to take off on the same level that, you know, the Dodgers I hope or not? Lakers and I'm so against those teams. I'm so I'm anti those teams. Did you ever see my Chargers tattoo? I have on my arm. Oh my god, he has a Chargers <laughs> tattoo on his arm. Not to mention the Minnesota tattoo he has on his chest. Yeah. yeah. I I have a noble reason for being a Chargers fan. Uh, That was because in fifth grade, we had a class project where we all did a report on an NFL team. We drew a team out of a hat. I swear, everybody took that very seriously. There was fights on the playground on Mondays after the games. And everybody (laughs) to this day is, I think most of us are still fans of those teams that we drew. While he wears, sits across from me wearing a Vikings hat that he wore all day at work, he has a tattoo of the Chargers.
1: (laughs) I've never been to San Diego or LA, so
0: How do you how do you feel about uh, the Chargers going to LA then? Doesn't affect me in the slightest. You're still I'd, a Chargers fan? Yeah, yeah. I would have no ties to the city. Okay. So. Okay. Well, I hope they fail. I hope they crash <laughs> and burn. I I had no problem with them before they went to LA, but now that they're in LA, I hate them. I, yeah. I hate the Rams leaving St. Louis. That's just an old American city that I think needs a team. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm very anti LA. And they're gonna share a stadium now. Like, I, I, the Chargers are having trouble selling out their like tiny little soccer twenty thousand seat stadium. Yeah. Like, will they actually be able to fill up the oh god billion no. dollar? Hey, uh, the two Stan? high schools in my hometown share a stadium. Do they? So they have that in common. <laughs> high school. I didn't realize. High school that. teams. Yeah. Joe Foss Field. No, is that what it's called? In Sioux Falls? No, 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 no. And well, we did share that stadium, yeah. Oh, I was talking about Georgetown. Oh, I okay. Show that, but Didn't Joe Foss. Yeah, we we all shared that. Okay. Lincoln, Washington. Uh, the only one that had their own was O'Forman. but huh. they played at Joe Foss. They just had like their own little one on campus because hmm. it's a private school. I hope to God somebody uh, from Sioux Falls is listening to this, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh my God!" Yeah, yeah. Go Patriots. Um. And then, obviously, number one was Boston for obvious reasons. That's just... Very, very... And Boston actually is, like, the one on that list that I don't hate for being a bandwagon just because uh, they are the sports city of America. They've been so spoiled. All of their teams have been so good for an extended period of time. I think... I I, got to look it up. I can't remember now, but I think if uh, currently a 16-year-old has had has got to enjoy like 12 different championships yeah. in different sports sure. something absurd right it's just like that doesn't make sense like <laughs> we talk about these uh, the new generation right of people that grow up with participation trophies you know what I think is worse a Boston fan that's 16 years old because they've never had to suffer. Oh yeah, like we—they'll never appreciate another championship in their adult nope. life. Like, hey, look—they'll just get angry just... when they don't win. Yeah. Yep. That's way worse. Well, it's going to make it all the sweeter when a Minnesota team finally does win. It's been over a quarter century since any of my teams have even played in a championship game or series. I was—I gotta say, I was very pro Viking going into this, just because of Case Keenum. Sure. Yeah. So I was with you. I was totally on board with that. <laughs> uh, I am cool with as long as they don't get in the way of any of my teams. I'm okay with Minnesota going. Okay. Any Thank of the you. cities on my least bandwagon, I think I, I will support because good for all the people that cheer for those teams. Yeah, and and you have an article on uh, howtodothat.co about bandwagoners. Right? I do, I do. It kind of focuses on a friend of mine from my childhood named Jesse. In the '90s, get this: his favorite teams were the Chicago Bulls, Dallas Cowboys the Detroit Red Wings, and baseball is kind of iffy, but mostly the Toronto Blue Jays. In the those 90s? Like, yeah, those okay. are like his favorite yep. teams. And then uh, one day I came to school, and he's wearing a 49ers cap instead of Cowboys. <laughs> and, yeah, I decided to become a 49ers fan now. Like, oh, that's weird. They just happened to win the Super Bowl like a week ago. And then the Cowboys won again the next year, and he went back to the Cowboys hat. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. My favorite teams just keep winning. I, I don't understand. I uh, I had a similar uh, fraternity brother. And He listens to the podcast sometimes, so I really hope he's listening to this. I'll never let him live it down. I remember the day it happened. Um, People, you know, look back and remember tragedies, where they were when certain tragedies happened. I remember the day that I opened Snapchat and saw him in a Cowboys polo. This guy, born and raised in Houston, Texas. Born and raised in Houston, Texas. Okay. He claims he was never a big—he claims he was never a Texans fan. I'll give him, he was never a big Texans fan, but he definitely, like, somewhat supported the Texans. Right. I I know this for a fact. Do you remember when the Texans were really good back in, like, 2013, 14, they they were picked to go to the Super Bowl, I think, in 2014. They, were, they weren't like 14-2 and two one year, didn't they? Or yeah, and like it that? was the next year that everyone thought they'd go to the Super Bowl. Were those the Matt Schaub years? Or? Yeah. Okay. Schaub was the uh, Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had the whole team. Uh, Arian Foster, Andre Johnson. I mean, they, they were stacked. People right. were like, this is it for the Texans. And then for some reason, um, Schaub decided to throw, set the record for interceptions. <laughs> like the next day. And Case Kingdom Keenum had to be our starter back before he was good. So anyway, I, I, I will never forget the day he started dating a girl. I think they're getting married now, so I guess good for him, but still fuck him for that. <laughs> I'll never forget the day he was with her in Dallas because she's from Dallas. Of course, you know, like a rich SMU Dallas person. And he Snapchats a photo to all of us. Says, if you can't beat him, join him And he's wearing Uh, a Cowboys polo Not cool, man Born and raised in Houston, Texas He deserves a lot of shit for that Exactly And so, you know, now he's a diehard Cowboys fan Diehard, huh? Yeah, he's become, like, diehard Also, uh At least he he didn't join them while they were good I mean, they 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 were pretty good, though I guess they were They were were pretty good Des Bryant was good I mean, they were pretty good I guess so He's also a Red Sox fan Born and raised in Houston, Texas Uh, dude yeah, this guy upsets me. Exactly. <laughs> Trust me, he upset all of us with this. Uh, I, I guess I'll give him a little bit of credit. He's become like a diehard Stars fan, but I think that's just because hockey's cool now, and Houston doesn't have a team and Houston, Dallas yeah, does. Yeah. So he was just like, "Oh, no, Stars." The only thing is, if you're a real Houstonian, you hate everything now. Well, let me guess—he still likes the Astros. He does. <laughs> Swear course, to God. Of course he does. Swear to God, he's uh, a Red Sox slash Astros fan because the. Uh, they just won, otherwise he might not claim it Exactly, I mean that's that's the type of person he is I don't think he even likes basketball mm. calls it like handball or, You know, one of those people sure. that's just pretentious about it He, he has a favorite uh, soccer team in Europe Okay I hate when people do this <laughs> I You know, I'm not anti-soccer necessarily Although I'm not a huge fan myself But if you are a diehard, you know, fill in the blank Manchester United, whatever Yeah You've never been there How are you a diehard fan? right? We're talking, I don't know. We're talking bandwagon fans here. You're, you're a diehard fan for a soccer team of a city that you've never even been <laughs> to? I, I it, call bullshit on that. Yeah. If you're a diehard MLS fan, then good for you. You know, That's fine. But the soccer yeah. rubs me the wrong way. I'll, I'll say one time in my life I've kind of bandwagoned on a team. Uh-oh. Can you guess? Well,
1: no, what, you know, sport yeah, I remember, what sport is I, it? It
0: was basketball and it was the mid-90s. So, the Bulls? No, 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 no. The Phoenix Suns. I became a a Suns fan for quite a while, in fact. Charles Barkley? Charles Barkley is my favorite player, and they had the coolest uniforms, I thought, with that big sun basketball blasting through. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so cool. To be fair, my whole bedroom in this time period was all NBA, and a lot of it was Suns.
1: Because yeah. you're right.
0: They, it was cool colors, cool logo. Charles Barkley was cool. Very marketable players. Absolutely. Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley, Danny Ainge. The Centric difference was, I think you were a bit older than me. I was a little kid. A yeah. little kid can be a bandwagon. I had been a Timberwolves fan the whole time. I'm like, when they came into the league, that was my team. Uh huh. But then the Suns kind of captivated uh-huh. me. Like, how I old had, were you in this mid nineties? It was we like in high school, right? Well, no, no, no. I was born in '82, so this is probably like I was 11 or 12. Okay. When the Suns made the finals okay. yeah. that Okay, you're still young enough. I'll let you slide with that And one. then I kind of became a Barkley guy, and when he was traded to the Rockets, then I kind of cheered for the Rockets a little bit. Okay. So well, I'll, I'll, I'll also let that one slide just because it's the Rockets. And I have no connection to those cities. It was just, I like Barkley. But also, the Rockets back then had really cool jerseys yes. and logo. I mean, that was the best that The Rockets had. had like a little uh, angry face angry on face, it. Angry face, yeah. 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 That great. was the best they ever had. If I ever see somebody with that tattoo, I lose my mind because it's <laughs> actually a quite common tattoo in Houston. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, I think I think that's a good rundown of bandwagon uh, sports, right? Yeah, bandwagon I City, would say so. Bandwagon people, everyone knows the guy that we're talking about too. Oh yeah, be, be sure to like go ahead and call him out on the uh, on the blog. Yeah, I hope. Um, I Want some names mentioned here, people? I hope. I hope uh, if anybody has a bandwagon fan, go to the Instagram or the Twitter or even how to do that any of their social media and just tag your bandwagon friend. Because that would be hilarious. Yeah, we need to call these people out. Yeah, they need to know. <laughs> they need to know. Um, I, I I don't know. We we were thinking of things to talk about other than bandwagon. That took a while though. It did. I mean, we could probably wrap up the episode with just bandwagon. I think I think that's a pretty good, pretty good go of it. Yeah. Okay. No <laughs> editing either. This is it. No, no need for editing unless somehow. This is somehow how the podcast uh, is going up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I said anything that I particularly need to take back. Nope. So, no, you didn't say anything racist. That's how or we offensive. Oh. No, nothing that comes to mind. But you know what? I uh, am. I how to do that podcast? I generally don't edit much out unless I say something I really regret. Mm-hmm. And the last one I did. Ooh. I feel kind of bad about. it. I took like a. Can, can you can you say it here? Um. Or just get a <laughs> quick like overlay. Like you don't have to go into detail. Like what well, what's the category? I feel what's offensive? Well, I don't generally like to talk about uh, phallic things on the show. Uh, nature, and I made a comment about my co-hosts, the size of whatever, in it—it's uh, not something—it's out of character for me. And okay. I, my parents listen to the show, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and right. just edit that part. That was because, okay. That's smart. Your parents don't listen to this one, so you no, feel a little bit safer. No, nobody knows. The one rule I have here is just no politics. We get enough of it everywhere else. It gets tiring. Everyone, it gets angry at everybody. That's kind of the one thing I, I you know, I just warned you. I was like, let's just steer clear of politics, and sure. I think we did that. I, we I, did great. I don't think anything came up, and we said the senators in regards to the oh, name shit. of the Washington team. All right, uh, I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna have to edit. Never mind, guys. Other it's than not that, live I think we're in the clear. Okay. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Everybody that follows the Twitter account knows that I do the Untapped, so I'll Untap the beers that we've been drinking too. Oh yeah, me too. So, yeah. you, so you can know what we've been drinking. Anyway, I think that's it. Uh, I'm happy that we I, we got to do this. I'm happy that you got an episode, even though our co-host Jay is terrible. Um, it was much more rambling and less structured than usual because he's not here. But I liked it. I hope everybody else liked it. Yeah, hopefully that background noise wasn't too crazy. but hopefully. Uh... yeah. Yeah, and I just once again, I'd love to give a little plug for my How to Do That Co podcast. We just wrapped up season one, episode twenty six was posted this week, so go ahead and check that out. Yeah, and thanks for having me, Raul Absolutely, really, it's been a lot of fun. It has been fun, and I can't wait to get back on your podcast when it comes back on the air. Absolutely, season two we're we're in hiatus. Personal okay. conflicts. <laughs> all right, that sounds a lot like uh, me and Jay. So, all right, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. I'm relaxing, I'm getting blackout drunk, and you're leaving me alone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.